You're listening to the Tribe Nail Tech Podcast, where nail techs find inspiration and motivation to take their career to the next level. We welcome you here. Now tribe up and slay your day. Here is your host, Becky Bunnell. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Tribe Nail Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Bunnell, and this episode is sponsored by SoGel Nails. Don't forget to hop on over to sojelnails.com forward slash contest to enter for today's product giveaway. Hey, everybody. Today's topic that we're going to talk about today is booth rent versus employee. So this is a very desired topic because people don't quite understand the difference sometimes in the industry. So you're a nail tech. You've just got done with nail school. Now what do you do from here? So there's quite a few options as a nail tech. Speaking for Utah, we are allowed to work out of our homes. So that's one option, or you can choose to go into a salon. So there are some different options if you choose to go into a salon. So there is booth rent, and there is commission or hourly. So a lot of these different situations get kind of muddled sometimes. So you want to do some investigating and check out some different salons. Maybe go talk to the um, owners. Maybe do an interview, I would suggest, for yourself. There's nothing wrong with you interviewing different salons and seeing which one is the best fit for you. So let's talk about booth rent. So when you booth rent, you are renting a space inside somebody else's business in typically somebody else's salon you'll have your desk and your little area. Now, every salon has probably different contracts, different rules. Maybe they have different dimensions. Maybe have different things included. Um, Maybe a salon includes the desk, the lamps, use of the pedicure chair. Maybe someone else's salon would say, well, you have this space. Uh, You can bring in your own desk. If you use our pedicure chair, it's going to be an additional fee. So there's all kinds of different scenarios that can arise. And so you need to make sure that you talk to the salon owner about what all of that entails. Read through that contract and make sure that it's a fit for you. So if you are a booth renter, you are your own business. So really, you're the salon owner. She isn't over you, okay? Your business isn't her business. Okay, so obviously she's going to want you to be reliable and have your own, you know, kind of standards to what fits for her. So that's maybe why she will interview and ask you different questions and see if you're the fit for her. But she cannot tell you what hours to work. She cannot tell you what days you have to be there. You will be given a key and you are able to go into that building at any time that you need to because you are renting that space inside that building. If a salon owner, if you have chosen to booth rent somewhere and a salon owner starts trying to dictate when and where and how, what you need to charge, what services you need to do, what products you need to use, that's not a booth rent, okay? And they cannot do that. Now, with my salon, I'm an odorless salon, and so I choose not to have acrylic services done in my salon, and that's my choice, and that's my salon, and it's in my contract, and if you want a booth rent for me, that's my rules. Now, you can use odorless acrylic, or you can use Acrogel, but 
I don't want the smell. I choose not to use acrylic anymore because I choose not to have the smell. So that's a rule I can make in my salon. And then people that booth rent for me would follow that rule because that's in my contract and that is what my standard is for my salon. But I cannot tell them you can only use this product and these are what your prices are and these are the days you have to work in. And I expect you to wear a uniform or an apron. I can't do that because they are not my employees. Okay, so you buy your own products. You have to carry your own insurance. You have to have your own business license. You cannot work under the salon owner's business license. And so many nail techs reach out to me and have asked me this question. Hey, I'm going into the salon. They tell me that I can work under her business license and I'm booth renting. No, that's not correct. So a lot of salon owners don't trust that they know the rules because a lot of them kind of muddle everything between and say things that really aren't true that could really get you into trouble. Okay, so booth renter, you your own business, own insurance, own taxes, you collect your own money. And you've got to have that business license. So you need to register with your state at the name of your business. You need to get approved for that first. Then you take that print off and then you will take it into your city and you will apply for a city license. And they will have to see that your name is registered with the state before you're able to get a city license. Okay. Now, if you're doing it out of your home, same thing. Insurance. You need to register a name. You need a business license with the with your city. And each city is going to be different. I've had a town where I applied for a business license and they had to put it up in front of the board and vote on it, whether I could have a license in the city or not. And then it, I had to wait for it to get approved, pay the fee, and then, then I was good. Here in St. George, Utah, I was able to just go in, show that my name was registered with the state. They were able to give me a license right there without coming and inspecting my home. And they didn't have any rules. They didn't say you had to have a separate bathroom. They didn't say a separate entrance. They didn't, they didn't have anybody come out to my home and inspect that. Now, I know a lot of people in their cities and towns do make them have a separate bathroom, separate sink, things like that. So you have to investigate and you have to talk to your city and you find out what those rules are before you make a decision of, of where you're going to work and how you're going to do it because you might not have your house set up to where you can have it there. And it's all depending on the city that you live in. Now, there's some states like New Jersey that don't allow you to work out of your home. Okay. And I don't think they allow booth rental either. So you really have to kind of look, every state's going to be different, every city's going to be different. So make sure you look into that before you make any decisions. If you're going to do, there's also commission. So that would mean that the salon owner would get a percentage or you would get a percentage of every service you did. So it'd be ran through the till, through the checkout of the salon, and then she would be giving you a check for the percentage that you agreed upon. So whether it's 60, 40, whatever it is in your contract, and please make sure that you do get a contract. If a salon owner just says her word and says, this is how it is, and then I'll pay you and da, da, da. They need to be professional and they need to have a contract. And so if they don't have one, ask for one and don't agree to start until you have everything in writing. So it's black and white and nobody 
you know, has any questions and it's going to help to not run into those problems later. Okay. So in that case, you are an employee. And also this is another thing that gets really confused. If you are commission-based, they are to provide all the product for you and all the supplies. Okay. So that's part of it. The money that they're taking is partially for product. So you should not be having to go out and buy hundreds of dollars in supplies. But there's kind of a catch-22 there because she can say, these are the supplies I'm going to buy for you. And it might not be the supplies and the products that you want to use. So that can be kind of make sure that's in your contract. Am I allowed to choose the products that I want to use? And then will you buy those for me because if you turn around and she's not buying the products, she's not ordering them in time, your supplies are running low and she's not ordering, you're getting freaked out, you're turning around and you're buying stuff, that defeats the whole purpose of commission, okay? So you've really got to be careful on that. They have to provide insurance on you. You can work under their business license, okay? You are an employee. She can tell you when you have to work, what hours you have to work, when you have to be there. Okay, so you have to decide what works best for you. There's also another way that it's an employee where they do an hourly rate. So maybe they're going to pay you $12 an hour to come and do whatever services all day long. You're getting paid whether you're doing someone or you're not doing someone, but you, you know, that's the basis. And sometimes they'll be like, if you sell products, like we'll give you bonuses, maybe, you know, 10% of all sales that you do. So that's getting you to push to make more money because you're, they're pushing you to retail to your clients. So there's all different kinds of scenarios, but you need to make sure that you really know what that means. And you need to make sure that the salon owner really knows what that means because a lot of salon owners just don't get it. And they, they don't really know what the rules are. So I would say definitely hop around to different salons, go talk to the owners, ask to see their contracts and investigate before you decide to go somewhere. And also check out just the vibes and what it's like. Maybe before you even check with them about work, go there and get some, a service done and feel the environment. Is there a lot of gossiping going on? Is there a lot of negative talk? Is there cursing? Is there, and maybe you're into all that. Maybe that's good for you. Maybe that's a good vibe for you then that's your vibe, then that's a great place for you. But I would say go get a service done in these salons and see, look at the cleanliness, go into the restroom because your clients are going to be in that environment. They're going to be going into that restroom. They're going to be listening to the conversations that are going on in the salon. And you need to make sure that that's going to be a good fit for you because there's nothing like being in a salon where every day you just walk in and it's just that negative feeling and a negative atmosphere and you hate going to work every day. I've been there. I've been in salons like that where it just every day was just such a challenge for me. If you're in that kind of a situation too, I challenge you to make the move. Your clients, if you're good at what you do and your clients love what you do, they're going to follow you no matter where you go. Another important thing, no matter what, I I swear by if you're booth rent, commission, employee-based, have client information cards. Always, 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 even if you're doing it electronically over a job form, have every client that comes in fill out that form for you. So it's going to have their name, their address, their phone number, their email. 
the start date, their birthdays, all that is so important and what services that they are getting because you never know when you're going to be leaving a salon. And if the salon owner has the contact cards, you have no way of letting those people know where you're going if you don't have their information. You don't have their addresses. You can't mail them something. Emails, letting them know where you're at, your new location, all of those things. It's so important. And just don't make that mistake of not having all that contact information. And don't wait before, right before you're going to be moving and then hurry and try and collect everything because it makes it really uncomfortable if you've let the salon owner know already or you've yet let your clients know and there's chit chat and talk about you leaving. You could get in trouble for stealing clients or whatever they want to label they want to put on that right they're going to say those are the salons clients things like that so always always do client information cards or a jot form for every single client that comes to your chair whether they come back or not you need to have that information in most states your state boards require that if an inspector came in and you didn't have those forms you could get written up So make sure that you have that information so that you can send those out to your clients. So there is the differences between booth rent, commission-based employee. I hope this podcast helped you with that today so you can go out and find the best choice for yourself. And as always, tribe up and slay your day. 